This is the Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Take a moment to start from the beginning. My backstory. My backstory begins with I moved to Pennsylvania uh, to get out of New York because New York was, you know,、um, not going so good, and you know, I was in a bad neighborhood. So、um, when I moved to Pennsylvania to better my children's lives,、um, the area I moved to was. Mostly predominantly white. So basically,、um, I was and my family the only black people in the town. So、uh, when I moved there,、um, things began to happen. So because、um, I moved to this predominantly white area,、um, I experienced some racism, but not, you know, crazy. But I learned that、um, in my journey that no matter what happens, you have to take people on a face to face value、uh, basis and move forward the best you can. So you have to realize that each person has their own character, and I learned to move forward with that. And,、um, People who were racist, I didn't bother with, and people who were great people, I hung around because you want to surround yourself with good people. So、um, I'll continue with the show and let's get started. Today, our show is all about logic versus racism. Okay,、um, I want to talk to you about what the definition of racism means. The definition for racism means prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directly against a person or people by the basis of their membership in a particular. Racial or ethnic group, typically one that is a minority or marginalized group. Have you ever been discriminated against? And in my opinion, there's all kinds of discrimination. And、um, it wouldn't be racism, but it's discrimination because there's different kinds of, of discrimination. And the reason for it, different reasons for it. I experienced racism just a few times in my life.、Um, and people might wonder why that is. You know, oh, there's people out there who have had, you know, been discriminated against so many times、um, in so many instances and so many circumstances. But me, myself, I guess I've been blessed. Um, I haven't been discriminated against、um, a lot. But what I did notice in my life 
that people discriminate against people for different reasons, not only the color of their skin. Um, you know the big one um, for different religions, people discriminate against uh, them. But there's also other stuff too, like um, if people aren't pretty enough or if they're too heavy or um, if they, uh, you know, talk a certain way. I've, I've seen a lot of that. Now, here's something that some people might not know. Um, there is black-on-black black racism. Um, I spoke to some Indian people um, from India, and they were talking to me about uh, the racism there as far as uh, darker Indians. They're discriminated against. Um, I was blown away because I didn't know about that. Of course, I wouldn't. But um, there's all kinds of uh, discrimination. And I, I'm i going to tell you a little bit about uh, some stories uh, that I've experienced. Um, the one story, I was uh, doing private duty. And um, I had to take care of this elderly gentleman. I had worked for hospice at the time. At the time, hospice didn't have their own nurses and their own CNAs. So they would um, call agencies and agencies would bring in nurses and CNAs to take care of these people that were terminally ill. And, um, you know, kind of on death's doorknob or doorstep. So um, I walked in and they, the daughter looked at me and the father looked at me and I was going to be doing private duty with the dad and they both looked at me and there were some other family members there also but the daughter immediately jumped up when she seen me and she took me into the hallway and she said, um, I just want you to know my dad is a good man. Now I'm thinking, why is she telling me this, okay? That's great to know. Um, I said, okay. And she said, yeah, because um, he grew up a certain way and um, he comes from, you know, a different generation and... Um, but I want you to always keep in mind that he's a good man. So I said, okay, I appreciate that and thank you. Now, I'm a little slow. So people who know me know um, I wouldn't say um, I'm stupid. But I look at life differently. So um, I don't go around looking for racism. That's just my personality. Um, if it comes upon me. Of course, I'm going to notice it, but I don't go out of my way looking for it because I feel life is too short for that. And I kind of believe that's a waste of time because when you do that, you lose out on opportunities. You mess up the chance or lose the chance to meet some really good people. Um, so I try not to do that. So anyway, um, I walked back in, me and the daughter backed into um, her dad's hospital room. And um, he said, oh, he goes, you're 
Negro. He used the word Negro. And I said, well, they don't really use that anymore. I said, um, you know, um, they just they just don't use that word. So um, I'm considered um, African-American or black, whichever you prefer. And he said, oh, okay. Um, they changed it. I said, I, I kind of think so, yeah. And I said, well, I said, um, because I noticed he was Italian, I then said, um, yeah, they, they changed it because um, it was a derogatory term. And um, just like they don't use the word WAP anymore, oh, he said. I said, yeah, I said, now that word doesn't mean anything to me, but it offended you, didn't it? Well, yeah, that's not a good, that's not a good uh, word. And I said, oh, yeah, I said, I understand totally. But like I said, that word means nothing to me because I, you know, it's not the person I am. And, um, you know, it didn't originate from black people. So he he understood. He said, yeah, he goes, I, I guess you're right. He goes, because that's a bad word. I said, yeah, I know. I said, and, you know, the N-word is bad, and, and Negro, it, it's not so much bad, but it, it's not um, a word that's used anymore. And um, so he did. He understood. You seen you should have seen his face. He, he You know, there was like, you know, um, he comprehended what I was saying, and he got it. But he did continue and ask me, um, so, why do you people eat chicken so much? fried chicken so much, and I said, well, um, because, um, and it's, we like chicken, I think, you know, back, way back, you know, um, generations ago, uh, maybe that was uh, the meat that people didn't eat a lot, so they gave it to, um, you know, the slaves and stuff, and and, um, it became uh, a meal that, you know, people uh, of, of my race you know, carried out and, and stuck with. Uh, but uh, as far as the fried is concerned, um, yeah, black people like a lot of stuff fried. It's it's not only chicken. We're not, um, you know, just stuck on chicken. We like a lot of stuff fried. That's just the way it is. But so my question to you, um, I said to him, why do Italian people like pasta so much? And he said the same. You know, they grew up eating it. It was cheap, blah, blah, blah. Needless to say, long story short, me and him became the best of friends. And I won him over. And he was like the father I never had. And I I just want to break up talking about him because he was an incredible man. And um, the reason why I didn't walk out of there and you know, um, just, you know, tell the woman that I work for that I couldn't do it, was I had to put on my logical thinking hat, okay? I had bills to pay, and I had children to feed, and if I had have walked out of there, I might not have got another job so soon. I probably would have been out of work, you know, until they found me something else. So it wasn't advantageous for me to do that. 
So I put on my logical thinking hat and I thought, I'm going to win him over. And if I don't win him over, we'll just see what happens from there. And I'll tell you, without no word of a lie, like I said, he became the father I never had. He was an incredible, incredible person who loved his family and he was a hard worker and he had amazing stories. Um, and it was very sad when he got very sick. I ended up having to leave the job because I was just, to see him, you know, deteriorate because you guys know cancer is the devil. Okay, and to see him um, shrivel up into a small man when he was a big man, not in size, but in personality and honor and all the things that made him an amazing person. So if I would have thought about leaving or, uh, you know, walking out, I would have lost that opportunity, you know? Um, another time, I went into a, excuse me, I'm sorry, <laughs> I went into a department store and I bought some summer clothes. Now, it wasn't all the way summer yet. It was more spring. So I bought the clothes and I thought, okay, you know, in a few months, I am going to be able to wear these clothes and this will be great. And I'll have a new summer outfit and blah, blah, blah outfits. And, um, you know, it's going to be great. So when it got warmer, um, I had lost some weight and... I didn't wear the clothes, so I had all the tags, and I had my receipt, and I took it back, you know, to the department store, and I didn't want my money back or anything like that. I just wanted to um, exchange the sizes for the pants and the shirts and everything. So um, the woman told me, oh, uh, you can't do it. I said, why? Um, now, when I was at work, let me just back up. I was at work a couple days prior, and a woman was telling me how she bought all this stuff, and um, she returned it a month later. I said, oh, did they give you a hard time? She said, no, wasn't a hard time. I said, oh, okay. She said, um, I said, did you have your receipt and everything? Well, I had the tags, but I didn't have my receipt. Oh, okay. So, you know, I thought, I'm not going to get a hard time because I got my receipt and I got my tags and, you know, this is going to be great. I'm going to take this stuff back and exchange it for, you know, smaller sizes and that would be that. Well, I get to the counter and the woman tells me um, I can't exchange them. I said, why not? I have my receipt. I have my tags. And, and this is no lie, people. This whole story is the truth. And I said, you know, why? You know, why not? Well, um... That's our policy. I said, oh, okay. Well, where does that say that? Oh, um, well, it's just our policy. I said, well, um, and, and she made me get rude because I don't like getting rude. 
but I've learned in my lifetime, sometime you have to speak up for yourself. And um, I don't know if it's because I'm a short person. You know, I might have that little short person syndrome. <laughs> but um, I said, um, well, listen, if you can tell me why um, you're not going to take this stuff back, I suggest um, you do your job. Now, you figure it out, you get your manager, you do what you have to do, here's the tags, here's the clothes, here's the receipt. I am going to be getting other clothes in their place, um, smaller sizes, and I will be back when I'm done so we can check out. Oh, I'm sorry. And she went on and I just ignored her and I went down the aisle and I got my smaller sizes and um, she had called, when I got back up there, she had called the manager. And um, the girl was shaking for some reason. I have no idea why she was shaking. I'm only 4'11". Like, how, how, what would I do? You know, and I wasn't threatening her or anything. But I wasn't going to take what she was dishing out. Plain and simple. Um, it has nothing to do for me with race or anything. Maybe it had something to do with race um, for them, but again, I had to put on my logical cap and say what I felt and, um, go from there. So when, like I said, when I got back up to the counter, her manager was there and, um, she tried to tell me the same story. And I said, listen, I, I don't want trouble but you are going to take those clothes back and exchange them, okay? And please hurry up because I have to go to work. And she did it. And I went on my way. And I exchanged them and, you know, they had the tags and it was the end of it. So I went to work. I worked uh, 3 to 11, so... um it was later, you know, in the afternoon. And so when I got there, um, there was one of the workers and she, she's screaming. She was at the end of the hall and she, she screamed down the hall, China. She said, come here. And she was laughing the whole time she was calling me. I said, Hey, what's up? How you been? I haven't seen you for a while. And I hugged her and everything. And, um, she said, were you at Boscoff's? And I said, yeah. Yeah, I was at Boscoff's. Wait, wait, let me think. Because um, I had to think. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. You know, I had been to a lot of stores that day, and I put that, like I said, behind me. And I said, why? And she said, I said, um, maybe my daughter was there, too. I said, I, I don't know. So, um... Yeah, she said it was a short girl, blah, blah, blah. And she said it was you. And, you know, she said your name. Oh, okay, well, then I guess it was me. She goes, you had my daughter shaking. And she was in tears. She's still in the bed right now. She has to come to work soon, so you'll meet her. But I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my goodness. And I told her the whole story. And she said, why would they think that? And I said, I have no idea. So basically they thought that I stole the clothes 
and duplicated a receipt or something. Like, first of all, who has the time to do all that? I was blown away. I mean, I couldn't even fathom what she was talking about. So I laughed, she laughed, and up the hallway, coming down, was her daughter. <laughs> and she called her daughter over, and she said, China's a wonderful person. She goes, why were you afraid of her? Why did you guys do that to her? And the daughter said, well, they, they said that they thought you had stole them. I said, first of all, I don't steal. Second of all, I probably make more than you and your manager in a day than you make in a week. I mean, I wasn't trying to be braggadocious, but at the time I had like two jobs and they paid, they both paid very well. And I had no reason to steal anything. That was their made-up imagination um, thinking that all black people steal, you know? And and it, it's just ludicrous thinking, you know? And thank goodness I kept my composure. And um, I said what I had to say. And I just, you know, I, I moved on. You know, um, I went on about my business. And um, now here's the thing. Here's a story about um, my sister and I. And this was, I do not believe, in any way, shape, or form because of the color of my sister's skin. Now, I'm darker than she is. Um, so it, would, it wasn't about that. So I'm working at a company, a, a elite company in Manhattan, and um, I used to go in there like I just came out of a band box. Now I know you youngsters don't know what that means, so ask your mama or your grandfather what looks like you came out of band box means. Anyway, so dressed to the nines, high heel shoes, stilettos, hair up, hair did. Um, suits sometime, you know, to the T dressed, I was, every day. So my sister said to me, um, are they hiring where you work? And I said, well, I said, they are always hiring, okay? Um, so come down and fill out an application, you know? And so, um, they frowned upon people, um, who knew people, like, and you tried to get a job there, like, they, they didn't like doing that, because if, you know, something happened, they figured they might lose two people if a person would quit or, you know, get fired, so um, they, they um, weren't interested in hiring people that you knew, okay? Um, that's including family members um, and uh, friends. So, um, my sister came in, and of course, I pretended like I didn't know her. And she, you know, said, oh, you know, I'd like to fill out an application. Are you hiring? And they asked, you know, oh, can you answer phones? And they were very gracious. They, you know, they were kind to her. And um, they gave her an application. And when she left, they made fun of her so bad. Because my sister always had a weight problem. She doesn't anymore. 
but she did at the time. And she was probably about maybe 400 pounds at the time. But I'll tell you something about my sister. Um, she was heavy, but she didn't mind working. She It did not hold her back, okay? Um, she never let it help hold her back. She wasn't sitting around on welfare and, you know, eating her brains out like people probably imagined. But she... She was a hard worker, and she was a good woman and a good mother and a good wife, and all she wanted to do was work. And they made fun of her weight like it was nobody's business. And because I needed the job, I had to put on my logical thinking cap, and I had to stay quiet, and I had to pretend I didn't know her. And basically listen to them degrade my sister. And it wasn't because of the color of her skin. I, I am sure of that 100%. It was because she was overweight. And because she didn't have the look that they wanted or liked seeing. Hello everyone! Before we get back to the Inspirational Wow Show, I want to take a moment and talk about China Myers' best-selling, gripping, heartfelt book titled A Letter to God. You can find this true life story on Amazon. Now, back to the Wow Show. I was speaking with a cop one time, and you probably think, oh, here we go with the cops. No. Um, I respect cops. Um, they do a service that a lot of people wouldn't do, including myself, and they get paid very little for that. So there are cops out there that I have the utmost respect for. Now, there are some mothers that maybe lost their children because they got shot by a cop, and I am no, by no means trying to, um, you know, lighten anything pertaining to, you know, um, violence against uh, people who don't deserve it and um, should not have been in those situations and, and have gotten fatally killed or shot by policemen. I remember talking to a cop one time and he said to me, I look at everyone when I'm working as a criminal. Well, I said to him, I'm going to pray for you because you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't look at everyone as a criminal. Because when you do that, you, you lose opportunities. It's just like when you look at a black person or someone different than you and you think bad about them. You, you, you lose opportunities. You close doors. You... You make it impossible to form a connection. And he agreed a little, you know, and he went on his way. But I thought, I wonder if a lot of cops think that. Well, I hope not. I've never had a bad experience with a cop. Um, there are times um, that I've heard stories and um, different things about cops. But I believe just like dealing with 
um, African-American people, you have to look at everyone on an individual basis. So that cop that said he looks at everybody like a criminal, that that's wrong, you know? When you look at black people and you think all of them are bad or all of them steal, that's wrong. You shouldn't do this. And I know you're probably thinking, who am, who am I to tell you how to think? Well, I'm only saying it because when you think like that, you lose out. You take people for granted. And when you take people for granted, you don't, you're, you're not privy to that person. And God might be putting the two of you together for a reason, for God's good. You know what I'm saying? So um, a really great experience I had um, with a cop when I was a little girl, um, we were playing on the street and um, jumping rope, and it was a very, very hot summer day, very hot. And a policeman came along, and he got out of his car, and he turned on the fire hydrant for us. And we just played, I mean... For a couple of hours, we got wet, and we had the best time ever. And I, I wished I could have told him thank you, because that was a terrific day. It really was, because of him, you know? And, and I really don't know if he knew what he did and how great that was to a little girl. So here's another story. I was driving to New York and there used to be like on the car I had, there was a beeping sound that would make, um, if you got too close to another car or if you um, got low on gas. Now these sounds were very low. And then after a while, you know, the mind just forgets sounds like that because they're unimportant and um, <laughs> you tend to ignore them. So the low on gas sign, um, beeping sound came on and um, I ignored it. Before I knew it, my car just came to a stop. So I coasted over to um, the side of the road and a cop came, and he asked if I was okay. And I said, well, <laughs> you're not going to believe this story, but I ran out of gas. And me and him laughed, and he drove me to um, the police barracks, which, were, which wasn't very far, and filled up a gas can and um, took me to the police barracks and we filled up the gas can and he drove me back to my car and he put the gas in the car and I asked him if, you know, 
how much did I owe him for that? And he told me nothing. He just said, be safe and try to pay attention to your low gas beep. <laughs> and um, I went on my way, you know. And that was, I just thought, wow, this guy doesn't know me. This guy doesn't owe me anything. And God sent the best person to help me. And I was just so grateful, you know. But cops are like parents. Um, they're human too. And they could make mistakes, I think, you know. Um, that's evident. And the way that we respond to cops has to change too. We have to stop looking at all of them like they're bad people. And I think once that has been established and practiced, I think um, the relationship between um, minorities and cops could change. Um, I really believe that. So I am going to read you, because believe it or not, racism is in the Bible. And um, here's one of uh, my favorite Bible verses. Ephesians 2, 14 to 16. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of the hesitant by setting aside in his flesh the low with the commands and the revelations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity. One of the two, thus making peace and in one body, to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostilities. So, there you have it. God died, Jesus died. For all of us. And God sent his son. For all of us. And it doesn't matter. What color you are. What race you are. What political beliefs you have. What religion you are. It doesn't matter. We're all on this planet together. And we have to realize what we have to do. When we come across people that are different than us, look at them with love. That's what God wants us to do. That's what Jesus died for. He wants us to remember 
that we are one. And we are here together because God wanted it that way. And we should not ever, ever let anyone make us think any differently. Now, I know that life can harden us and make us on edge. So we begin to look for racism. We begin to look for problems. That's our fight or flight instinct. But we can change that. We don't have to go with that. You know why? Because that's not what God wants for us. When I look at people, I look at them with love. Now, if someone has done me wrong, of course I don't look at them with love. But you know what? I try to put that behind me. And I try to move forward. And how I deal with it, I just try not to think about them. Because I don't want to waste my time thinking about people that have done bad things to me. Or wronged me in some way. But the rest of everybody, oh man. You can meet so many incredible people if you put those barriers down. I'm talking all colors. Don't look at people like that. Look at them as God's children. Look at them as the one friend that you might never have until you met that person. Look at them as that love of your life, possibly. Look at them as the best boss you've ever had. A friend, even. And if we do that, man, if, if, if that becomes like a flash mob kind of thing, like everybody's doing it and it's so popular, you know, imagine, imagine what the world could be. So when you go outside of your door today, don't look at people in your encounter and think the things that you've thought in the past. Give them the opportunity. Give them a chance. This is my last story. My mom, I talk about her a lot because I love her so much, even though she's gone and with God. But she had a little racism in her as well. And I don't think it was on purpose. But a friend of hers um, had got robbed by a Spanish man. He stole her purse. And she fell to the ground. 
busted out some of her teeth, broke her arm. I mean, she was in bad shape. And my mom felt some type of way about that. And she started to hate and dislike Latino people. And she talked about them, I remember, in a bad way. And I honestly don't think she knew any, personally. But because of that instance with her friend, she disliked the whole race. Now, I wouldn't say I know a lot of Spanish people, but I do know some. And I've never had a problem with any of them. And even if I did, I try to look at each one, each person, and deal with them on an individual basis. It doesn't matter what somebody else did. It doesn't matter what I heard about somebody. I try to deal with them on an individual basis. And if we can all do that, I think before you know it, Racism would, racism would be no more. Discrimination would be no more. And it is that simple. But we have to first and foremost remember what God wants us to do. How he wants us to behave. Wow, that was a great show. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Well, this is The Wow Show, and I'm your host, China Myers. Thank you for being here. And I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me. I was dead inside and you breathed into me. And you brought these bones alive. I want to say Thank you, thank you for saving me Thank you for loving me unconditionally God, you stood with open arms But I ran away Cause I was scared of the pain that came with trust I came running back into your embrace because I knew you'd still be there. You'd never leave me gone. I want to say thank you. I was lost and you found me. I was dead inside and you breathed into me and you brought these bones alive I want to say thank you thank you for saving me thank you for loving me unconditionally